Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Forward Progress Football Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Purdy, and today we're going to be doing the third team in the AFC North, the Cleveland Browns. Let's get on into it. Alright, so in case you're new here, first off, hit that subscribe button, that like button. Trying to get to 100 subscribers by the uh, season kickoff. That would really help if you joined along. Um, What we do here is we go over each team position by position and just kind of give a general feel for the overall roster. At the end of the episode, I'll do my season projection where I'll talk about like the floor and the ceiling of each team, as well as their over-under, whether or not I think you should bet the over or the under and then also their biggest strength and weakness of the roster. At the end of this whole series, I'm gonna be doing a um, season prediction where I'll give my official win totals for each team, as well as a um, season's award prediction and a playoff prediction. And then when the season kicks off, I'll be talking about each and every game every week. So without any further ado, let's get on into the Cleveland Browns. All right, so kicking things off with quarterback, they have Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett, Joshua Dobbs, and Josh Rosen. So, it's tough to talk about this quarterback room, and frankly, I don't really want to. Um, If you follow the NFL, then you know the whole story. Watson, he's one of the most talented young quarterbacks in the league, but he's facing some sort of suspension following numerous sexual assault cases. Um, Two to eight games is being floated around, but hopefully it's longer if these are even half true. I hope he receives proper justice for what he's done and that the Browns look back on this situation and definitely regret how they handle it. Um, Moving on though, Brissett will likely be the starter for most, if not all of the season. He once had some intrigue as a former six-round pick who was traded to the Colts and forced to start for an injured and then retired Andrew Luck. However, I think it's fair to say that intrigue has worn off and he's firmly a backup caliber quarterback. He's able to provide some stability and doesn't turn the ball over at a crazy rate but he also doesn't provide any sort of like high-end ability that is typically needed to beat the best of the best. The best case scenario for this team is Brissett is able to keep this team around 500 until Watson is able to step in if he is. And then Dobbs has been a third stringer for most of his career and will likely be so here except second string when Watson isn't playing. And Rosen is getting another shot to prove he belongs in the NFL. And I'm honestly rooting for him to beat out Dobbs and potentially come in if Brissett is disappointing. I doubt it happens as he's shown no ability to do so so far, but maybe he can't shock the world. At running backs, they have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson, Jerome Ford, Demetriac Felton Jr., John Kelly Jr., and at fullback, they have Johnny Stanton IV. Chubb is possibly the best runner of the football, firmly within the top three with JT and Henry. He's got a great combo of size and speed, having the ability to break a tackle and break away from the rest of the defense. If this great O-line can stay healthy, Chubb is able to capitalize on the already good yardage created purely by them and then turn it into so much more. However, he doesn't offer much in the passing game. That's where Kareem Hunt comes in, as in like a kind of a thunder and lightning approach. Hunt's a bit smaller, but not faster, so not the typical complimentary back, but he's great in space and a good receiving threat. He's more of a make-you-miss than a run-you-over type of back, but he does have good contact balance and is able to take a blow and stay on his feet. These two have been the league's best duo for the past couple of years when they are healthy, so hopefully they can stay holding that crown as this team will likely rely more on the ground game if they don't get that competent quarterback play. Dearness Johnson went undrafted in 2019 and had to make two starts last year while the top two guys were out. 
In those two starts, he put up almost 250 ground yards and 80 yards through the air. He's younger and cheaper than Hunt, so it wouldn't be the most surprising thing to see this team pick Johnson and send off Hunt for some draft capital or player return. Ford was taken in the fifth round this year out of Cincinnati. He is a bit of a smaller back, but he has good speed and reliable hands, so he'll likely make this team and carve out some sort of the role, if not this year, in the next couple of years. Felton is a former slot receiver turned running back. He was used much more as a receiving back last year after being taken in the sixth round, and he has shown so far to be better as a receiver than a runner between the tackles. Kelly was taken in the sixth round by the Rams in 2018, but was only a backup there and is hardly seen the field in Cleveland. Stanton has bounced between Cleveland's active roster and practice squad these past two seasons, uh, being an alright fullback when he does get on the field. So for wide receivers, they have Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Bell, Anthony Schwartz, Javon Wims, Jakeem Grant Sr., Jamarcus Bradley, Michael Woods II, Mike Harley Jr., Isaiah Weston, and Travell Harris. Cooper is one of the best route runners in the league and has eclipsed 1,000 yards in five of his N seven NFL seasons. However, he was just unceremoniously shipped off for almost nothing, and this is his second time being traded away, although he was traded for a first-round pick the first time. He also has an 8.8% career drop percentage, something he seems to fix, but then will randomly struggle with for a season. Like he'll have like almost no drops and then he'll have like 20, big saturation. He's also inconsistent. Um, he has monster games one week and then disappears the next, especially when it matters. Cooper has incredible talent, but something always seems to be missing. And I'm not confident that Brissett is the quarterback to draw that out of him, but maybe Watson can be one day. People Jones is a fast, explosive receiver who has shown some nice flashes, but didn't play great when the team needed to lean on him to be the number one after trading Odell, having 369 yards in the eight games he played after the trade. Hopefully as a number two deep threat type, he can take that next step in year three with less pressure on him. Bell is a slow but physical receiver taken in the third round out of Purdue this year. His best role may honestly be a big physical slot type, making those tough catches as he doesn't have the speed to be a separator on the outside and he lacks the height as just short of um, 6'1 to be a consistent contested catch jump ball guy. Schwartz has game changing speed but is more of a track star than a receiver. He didn't do much year one after being taken in the third round but maybe he can show some development and start producing in year two. Wims was taken in the 7th round in 2018 by the Bears. He hasn't done much of anything yet, and his most memorable moment is when he punched Chauncey Gardner-Johnson seemingly out of nowhere, and he didn't play at all last year. Grant was taken in the 6th round in 2016 by the Dolphins as like a gadget player and return specialist. He hasn't done much as a receiver yet, but he is a good returner. Bradley went undrafted in 2020, but hasn't done much yet. He did go 4 for 4 on catches per target last year though. Woods was taken in the sixth round out of Oklahoma this draft, and Harley, Weston, and Harris are all UDFAs. So at tight end, they have David Njoku, Harrison Bryant, Miller Forrestal, Nakia Griffin-Stewart, Zaire Mitchell-Padden, and Marcus Santos-Silva. Njoku got a sizable extension after having an up-and-down first four years with the Browns, which included them trying to replace him and him demanding a trade. 
He has all the potential to be a great tight end as he's a good enough blocker and a great athlete who, if given more work, could be a great receiving threat, which is clearly what the Browns are banking on after um, the release of Austin Hooper and granting him this extension. Brian was taken in the fourth round in 2020. He's been this team's number three tight end, but has produced when given looks like a 56-yard, two-touchdown game in his rookie season. I think he should be fine now being promoted to the number two. Forstall went undrafted last year, but hardly saw the field. And Griffin Stewart went undrafted in 2020 and hasn't played yet. And Mitchell Patton and Santos Silva are both UDFAs. So along their offensive line, they have Jedrick Wills, Joel Betonio, Nick Harris, Wyatt Teller, and Jack Conklin as their starters, with Chris Hubbard, Alex Taylor, James Hudson III, Elijah Nkansa, and Ben Petrula as their backup tackles, Michael Dunn, Hijalte Froholt, Drew Forbes, Blake Hance, Dawson Deaton, and David Moore as backup guards, and Ethan Pochick and Brock Hoffman as backup centers. So I think this is the first team to have all of its players on their offensive line on the roster last year, and only one of them is a new starter in Nick Harris, the center. Wills was taken 10th overall in 2020. He missed some time due to injuries, but when he is out there, he's a great pass blocker and an improving run blocker. He's shown the potential definitely to be their franchise left tackle. Hubbard went undrafted in 2013 and has played for the Steelers and the Browns. He's been a replacement level starter, a decent backup throughout his career, which is exactly why they did go out and replace him with Wills. Taylor went undrafted in 2020, but he hasn't played yet. Betonio is one of the best guards in the league, probably third behind Q and Martin. He's always been a rock and pass pro, surrounding only 17 pressures in each of the last three seasons. He also had one of his best run blocking seasons last year and played great when moved out to left tackle to cover for Wills. Dunn went undrafted in 2017 and saw his most action last year, starting two games at left guard where he played all right at best. Um, he did surrender seven pressures though in that second game, which pretty bad. Froholt was taken in the fourth round by the Patriots in 2019, but only saw limited snaps in 2020 and nothing else. And Forbes was taken in the sixth round in 2019 by the Browns, but hasn't played yet. Harris was taken in the fifth round in 2020. He's a bit of a smaller center, but a good athlete and played well enough in practice and his one start last year to convince the Browns to move on from their longtime stud center, J.C. Treader. So hopefully he proves them right. Pochick was drafted by the Seahawks in the second round in 2017 and played both guard and center for them. He is a bit better at center than guard and is strong enough to be a decent run blocker, but has definitely struggled with more finesse types of run blocking and pass protection in general. Hoffman is a UDFA from this class. Um, Teller, he was taken in the fifth round by the Bills in 2018, but was traded after his rookie season. After starting about half the year in 2019, he exploded in 2020 as a monster run blocker, just absolutely destroying the lineman or linebacker in front of him. He's still improving in pass pro, surrendering 24 pressures last year, but he's a stud young guard who was a hell of a find by this team. Hans went undrafted in 2019 and started many games last year at right tackle where he struggled. Now he's listed at guard, so maybe he can look better on the inside. Deaton was taken in the seventh round this year out of Texas Tech, and Moore went undrafted last year. Conklin was taken eighth overall in 2016 by the Titans. He played great there, but struggled with injuries every year after his first two, so they declined his fifth year option. 
He was picked up by the Browns, where he continues to be a stud when out there, but he only played five full games last year. Hudson was taken in the fourth round last year, appearing in six games and starting in four of them. He played all right, um, up and down, but he showed a bit of promise for a rookie fourth round pick, who probably will see the field this season when Conklin is out. In Kansas, when undrafted in 2018 and only has one career snap, and Petrula is a UDFA from this class. So along their interior defensive line, they have Jordan Elliott, Taven Bryant, Tommy Togaia, Perry R. Winfrey, Sheldon Day, Roderick Perry II, and Glenn Logan. Elliott was taken in the third round in 2020. So far, he's been a rotational 3-5 to five tech who hasn't really done much when on the field, but they need guys to step up, and he has the draft pedigree to be expected to do so. Brian is a tweener taken at the bottom of the first round by the Jags in 2018. He looked good early on in rotation, but could never start and cooled off after his first two years. Now in a super thin group, maybe he can take advantage of playing next to Miles Garrett. Togaya was taken in the fourth round last year and saw a bit over 100 stops as a rookie, but didn't do too much with the looks he was given. Perion Winfrey was taken in the fourth round this year out of Oklahoma. He's a pass rushing specialist who won the Senior Bowl MVP, so he could see significant snaps here sooner rather than later, but he wasn't that great against the run in college, so it will likely be only on later downs. Day was taken in the fourth round by the Jags in 2016. He's been alright when getting a couple hundred snaps in the rotation of various teams throughout his career so far. And then Perry and Logan are UDFAs from this class. So for edge defenders, they have Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney, Chase Winovich, Alex Wright, Stephen Weatherly, Isaac Rochelle, Curtis Weaver, and Isaiah Thomas. Garrett was taken first overall in 2017 and has lived up to the hype. He's a phenomenal pass rusher who can win in any way, putting up 78 pressures and 18 sacks last year. He started off red hot, on pace for 91 pressures and 26 sacks after 9 games, but failed to put up multiple sacks after week 9, um, posting only 4 sacks in 8 weeks. He was playing through injuries though, so hopefully he can stay healthier this year and not taper off as he's going to be absolutely incredible if so. Jadavion Clowney was taken first overall in 2014, but he has not lived up to the hype. He got double-digit sacks for his first time last year and has been best as a number two rusher. He's a great player to have still though, as he is one of the best run defending edges and a great athlete who can set up stunts and help linebackers get sacks and TFLs. Winovich looked like a great pick by the Patriots after his first two seasons, being taken in round three in 2019. However, he found himself in the doghouse and promptly traded to the Browns this offseason. He showed some good potential as a third rusher, so hopefully he can get back on track here in a new environment. Wright was taken in the third round this year out of UAB. Weatherly was taken in the seventh round in 2016 and has bounced around the league as a rotational edge piece. Rochelle was taken in the seventh round in 2017, spending last year with the Colts after his first four years with the Chargers as a backup edge. Weaver was a great pass rusher in college, taken in the 5th round 2020 by the Dolphins. Um, he was waived and picked up by the Browns, who put him on IR. He had a few snaps last year in Week 18, but has not shown that great college pass rushing ability in the NFL yet. Thomas was taken in the 7th round out of Oklahoma this year. So for linebackers, they have Jeremiah Uwusu-Karamoa, Anthony Walker, Sion Takitaki, 
Jacob Phillips, Tony Fields II, Dakota Allen, Willie Harvey Jr., and Silas Kelly. JOK was taken in the second round last year and was in the defensive rookie of the year conversation before he got injured and Parsons just absolutely ran away with it. He's a phenomenal athlete who could even play some slot corner against tight end or bigger slots if need be. And he played well as a rookie when so many rookie linebackers struggle to adjust to the speed of the NFL. So that gives me a lot of hope that he's going to have a long and productive career in the NFL. He is undersized though. So they have Anthony Walker here to be that bigger bruiser and difference maker in the run game. He looked good in his first season as a Brown and having Clowney in front of him should hopefully help offset this disadvantage of playing behind that poor interior line and have him have another good season. Taki Taki has played all right as a third weak side linebacker so far. Obviously JOK took that role as the coverage linebacker, which he showed as some potential of filling on his own, but Taki Taki has done well when this team does call on him to get on the field. Phillips was taken in the third round in 2020. He's only seen a couple hundred snaps so far, playing just alright, but he won't have much of a role here with a pretty solid group ahead of him. Field was taken in the fifth round last year but didn't play as a rookie. Allen was taken in the seventh round in 2019. The last chance to use star hasn't been able to consistently see the field yet and did not look good when given the opportunity in Jacksonville a few years ago. Harvey went undrafted in 2019, but he hasn't played on defense yet, and Kelly is a UDFA from this class. So for cornerbacks, they have Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom II, Greedy Williams, Martin Emerson Jr., AJ Green, Herb Miller, Parnell Motley, Reggie Robinson II, and Sean Jolly. Ward has been a phenomenal corner since being taken fourth overall in 2017. He's a bit slider at 5'11", 190, but he's blazing fast and has been a true number one for this team, allowing 90 yards in one game, but 57 was his next highest last year, going against the other team's number ones and doing great. Newsom was taken in the first round last year and played good for a rookie. He missed some time, but when he was out there, he was another athletic press man corner and looked like a great duo between him and Ward. Williams has struggled with injuries since being taken in the second round in 2019. He was a phenomenal man corner at LSU who slipped in the draft due to injuries and a lack of physicality. If he can stay healthy and hit his potential though, either Newsom or Ward could rotate inside and this could be a nasty trio, but Williams needs to show that he does still have that ability. If not, Emerson was taken in the third round this year out of Mississippi State. He's not the athlete that the Browns usually like at corner, but he's a longer physical press corner who could be a nice complementary skill set to the slider corners on the roster. AJ Green went undrafted in 2020, but looked good last year in limited action, giving up 70 yards and 116 coverage snaps. To be fair, two of those yards and 35 of those snaps came against the Bengals backups, but he played well for what will likely be the fifth corner on this roster. Miller went undrafted in 2019 and has hardly seen the field yet. Motley went undrafted in 2020 and saw some snaps for the Broncos as a rookie, but none last year. Um, Robinson was taken in the fourth round by the Cowboys in 2020, but hasn't played yet. And Jolly is a UDFA from this class. So for safeties, they have John Johnson III, Grant Delpit, Ronnie Harrison Jr., Richard LeCount III, Luther Kirk IV, Nate Meadors, and D'Anthony Bell. 
So for safeties, they have John Johnson III, Grant Delpit, Ronnie Harrison Jr., Richard LeCount III, Luther Kirk IV, Nate Meadows, and Anthony Bell. Johnson was taken in the third round in 2017 by the Rams and became one of the best cover safeties in the league. He had a bit of a down year last year, but he battled a few injuries. Hopefully he can stay healthy and look much more like his Rams self this year, as that will help make this secondary reach their potential, which is absolutely nasty. Delpit was taken in the second round out of LSU in 2020, falling due to injuries that cost him his rookie season. His sophomore campaign started alright, but by the end of the season, he was looking more like his amazing LSU self, where he was better as a cover safety, but absolutely horrid against the run. He's been a bit better against the run so far in the NFL, but hopefully all of it can click this year. They brought back Ronnie Harrison to be more of that traditional box strong safety, which neither Johnson or Delpit really fit the mold of. He'll play closer to the line of scrimmage in three safety sets and is a sure tackler, but he does have his struggles in coverage. The count was taken in the fifth round last year, but is small and a poor athlete by NFL standards. He made one start last year, but didn't really look too great doing so. Kirk went undrafted in 2020, but has yet to play, and Meadows went undrafted in 2019, only seeing 11 snaps as a rookie and none since then, and Bell is a UDFA from this class. So for special teams, they have Kate York at kicker, Corey Bohorquez and Joseph Charlton at punter, and Charlie Hewlett at long snapper. York is a fourth round pick out of LSU this year. Shocking as not many kickers are picked this high, so hopefully he can help solve the Browns' uh, kicking woes. Bohorquez went undrafted in 2018 and spent three years with Buffalo before last year with the Packers. Him and Charlton, who went undrafted in 2020 and was cut by the Panthers after five weeks last year, will be competing for this punting gig. And Hewlett has been with this team um, as their long snapper since 2015. Alright, so now we get into the season projection where I talk about their over-under, um, their win total, what I think their floor and ceiling is, everything that can go wrong, everything that can go right, and their biggest strength and weakness. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that this one is definitely different than most of the ones that I've done so far. So starting with their floor, I'm putting it at 5-12, and 12, um, and some things that can like lead to that happening is Watson just missing the whole season, and Brissett playing but he looks so bad where we even get to see a start from Rosen and they inevitably will go back to Brissett if that happens. Um, these running backs could miss some time with injury again and even when they are in they can't carry a team without a quarterback. Cooper has one or two of his big games but disappears for most of the season and Peoples-Jones can't step up more in year three and no one else behind them is able to step up. And Joku looks like an overpay, still not living up to that college potential. As O-line struggles with health and Harris struggles in his first year as a starter. This interior defensive line is practically non-existent and Garrett slows down again in the second half. These linebackers are good, but not as great as they could be. Ward and Newsom play good, but um, a third corner doesn't step up. And Johnson, he doesn't look the same outside of L.A., which we have seen before with players. And Delpit can't build off of that strong close this season. And then this team has a pretty wide range of outcomes because, like, even though he is a very questionable character, Watson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league and will help this team win games. So I'm putting their ceiling at 11-6. and six. 
because Watson will serve some sort of suspension, but he could come back sometime this season after two to eight weeks, it's sounding like. Um, and he could be his old elite self with the quarterbacks before him keeping the team around 500. Um, Chubb and Hunt defend their throne as the best running back duo and just look amazing again. Cooper looks great in a new situation, and especially with the best quarterback he's played with so far in Watson. And People Jones turns into a pretty good number two, with Bell playing well as a rookie out of the slot. Njoku lives up to his hype and produces like a top seven tight end. This offensive line is able to stay healthy and is absolutely amazing across the board. This interior defensive line still isn't good, but it's matched by the rest of the defense, with Garrett playing great the whole season, winning defensive player of the year, and Clowney being a great number two and Winovich rotating in well. JOK looks like a top five linebacker already in year two, and Walker complements his run deficiencies. Greedy looks like his college self again, and this corner trio is the best in the league. Um, Johnson is able to bounce back, so him and Delpit also look like one of the better safety duos. Uh, now we're going to talk about their over-under, which does not exist because Vegas doesn't know what's happening with Watson, so they aren't setting a line, uh, which I honestly don't blame them. But I still want to go through the schedule and talk about some things. First off, they start the season off super nicely, which kind of like annoyed me. I was like, man, it feels like the league is almost holding their hand through the time Watson misses. Um, the first four weeks, they start at Carolina, host the Jets, go to the Steelers. Oh, wait, no. They um, host the Jets and the Steelers, and then they go to Atlanta. So even with Brissett, it isn't unreasonable for them to start like 3-1 and or even 4-0. and um, They could also like lose 0-4 still, but that's still just like, wow, like, that's not a bad hand to get in the first four weeks, especially when you look at the next six games and wonder why weren't any of these ones mixed in there. Um, they honestly, the next six could be six straight losses, especially without Watson. They host the Chargers and the Patriots, go to Baltimore, host the Bengals, and then they get their week nine bye, which would be real convenient if Watson got an eight game suspension and came back during their bye week. Um, once again, just like, a, uh, are you holding their hand? Um, they then go to Miami and Buffalo and then come back to host the Buccaneers. So after that brutal stretch, it is up and down, going to Houston, but then to Cincinnati and hosting the Ravens and the Saints, but ending with the Commanders and Steelers on a road trip. If they can steal a few games from that brutal middle stretch and get Watson back for a playoff push, then I definitely can see them making the postseason, but it's so hard to say how they'll do even if Watson is able to play because he hasn't played since 2020. And is he going to be able to be that same quarterback and also just lead this locker room with everyone knowing his dirty laundry? All right. And then now it's time for their biggest strength. I put as their secondary. Um, I was thinking I'm putting offensive line here, but three of their starting five do have some injury concerns. So I feel like the secondary is a safer pick. Um, their secondary could be absolutely nasty. Ward and Newsome look to be a great duo, and hopefully Williams or the rookie Emerson can step up as the number three. If Johnson and Delpit can play to their best of their ability, no one is going to be able to throw on this team, especially with Miles Garrett breathing down the quarterback's neck. And their biggest weakness, I'm putting as quarterback. Uh, I, I hope Deshaun Watson doesn't play this year. Like, I feel like he doesn't deserve to with 
what he's done. But obviously, I'm not the judge. I can't control that. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how the quarterback situation plays out. And if Watson doesn't play this year, Brissett has not shown the ability to be a competent starting quarterback who can elevate the team to the playoffs. This roster is just so talented, and yet yeah, has a few holes outside of quarterback, like notably interior defensive lines, pretty weak. But with stability at quarterback, it'd be crazy not to see this squad making the playoffs. All right, so that's going to do it for today's episode. Um, let me know what you guys think of this team in the comments below. If you're watching on YouTube, also leave a like and subscribe. Help me reach my goals. Um, additionally, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a five-star review. Go tell your friends. Go get the word out about it. And yeah, um, I'll see you all next time.